at the State Champs Indiana Extra Point, the podcast edition brought to us by Lawrence Technological University. My name is Greg Rakestraw. The star of the show is Bob Stambazzi, our Northeast Indiana correspondent. Hello, my friend. How are you? Good morning, Greg. You're looking good as usual. Well, as always, we both look better on the radio. And let's make sure I get this done properly. Lawrence Technological University, over 100 degree programs offered at a university, consistently ranked one of the best of the Midwest, according to U.S. News and World Report. Find out more at ltu.edu. As I wished you before the podcast started, this week is a big week for Bob. 48 years ago, he somehow hoodwinked his wife into marrying him and has kept that marital bliss going nearly five decades. Happy anniversary, and to your wife, my condolences. Well, that's very true, and it probably should be the other way around. She is very fortunate to have hooked, you know, not only in fish, but to hook this big fish, as she did, just to say. Uh, You know, great minds don't always think alike, so we'll have to agree (laughs) to disagree on that one. Let's talk about your game on Friday night. Who'd you have? Well, we went over to McConaughey now, very unique, third game of the season, their first game of the season, as they are just coming out of the pandemic uh, lockhold on the, on the protocol. Uh, they come out of the, the shoot, I feel, relatively good, but they wore down. You could see them slow down, Greg, in this ball game, and conditioning is going to be an issue, I believe, with these kids for the first couple weeks. I don't want to play them their week three. I, I, just, I just think this is going to be a – a good football team, good size for a 3A program at McConaughey. But Norfield wins 39-13 to 13 and really had some outstanding play by young quarterback Jake Halderman, led the offense to almost 500 yards. And that, for Coach Baker, is exactly what he wants. Why? Because they chew the clock up, and that, that's what they did. Defense got off the ball, uh, contrary to what they did the first couple weeks. No speed, no quickness. Well, this week they used their speed and quickness to their advantage, and uh, Schaefer Gid had 111. But the thing that sticks out for me, Greg, in this game, if I can real quick, the Gossard kid come off the bench. He had a few yards, okay? But what he did was allow Schaefer to get off the field and play a lot of defense and still play some offense. And like I said, Schaefer, Jarrett Schaefer rushed for 111 yards. But credit Gossard for coming in and getting some time away from carrying that football because he did a nice job himself. So I'm a big fan of Coach Purcella McConaughey, and he has got a unique background to be at McConaughey, and that right. all of his assistant coaching experience is in the Indianapolis area at Catholic schools, at Cecina and Chittard and, and, and places like that. And for any coach to make the transition, I think he was on campus as of January, right. so he did have some time with his kids before the pandemic break hit. But you're trying to do some different things offensively. A few people are going to run the offense that Austin Colby ran, That's the true. belly option wing tee, fist fight in a phone booth type of offense. So you're going to change some things up just because so few coaches coach that way anymore. Now you're not around your kids for three or four months, and now you get set back where you can't play the first two weeks. I'm not surprised that McConaughey stumbled a little bit out of the shoot. Long term, yeah, I think they're going to have success there. Yeah, one thing, Greg, you, you look for an edge, and he hasn't been able to get that edge. Had a chance to talk to him before the game, and this is a young man that's going to really do great things at McConaughey because they got some athletes, they got some kids that want to play football. They just got to make sure the fans, everybody gets behind them. But uh, give them some time. That's why I say week three of their season, 
it'll be a different team than what you saw week one. We have that all across the state. In fact, I think LaVille has yet to play uh, in, in the 1A ranks. Central Catholic opened their season last week by beating Northwestern 38-0, the defending 1A champs. Uh, you've got a school like Danville that played week one and beat a 5A school in Franklin. Couldn't play Mooresville in week two, and their game with Lebanon last week got scrapped as of Thursday night. Uh, and so, and this is, we knew it was going to happen. Now we're seeing it play out. We're going to have schools that have different number of games played. It's the reason why no one should make fun of the fact that everybody gets in and that the tournament is unseated. There, there will be, you know, uh, by my unofficial czar status, I'm decreeing that you can't complain about that until 2021, until we at least get to a point where everybody gets to play nine games, everybody's on level footing from a scheduling standpoint. Be thankful that everybody's in that we don't seed because you're going to have no way of measuring this team that might play five or six games versus this team that's going to play nine games. Simple as that. All right, so with that, let me get to the game that I had on Friday night because there was a big deal of history that was involved with it. North Central beat Warren Central 10-0. Um, so here's what happened. Um, a, Warren Central was shut out for a second consecutive week, which does not happen very often, has not happened in the, uh, you know, we all have this time frame reference of history, you know, as far back as John Harrell's site goes. So it hasn't happened Ooh. since 1994. Um, but something else that we know that hasn't happened is North Central beating Warren Central in football. That hadn't happened since October of 1999, a 32-game losing streak. During that time, for a large chunk of it, North Central had really struggled in football. Uh, they went 25 years from 93 to 2018 without winning a football sectional, in large part because they're usually in the same sectional as Warren Central. Warren had ended the postseason for North Central each of the last two years, two years ago in the regional round, Last year in the sectional opener, both games we covered on the ISC Sports Network. North Central still had some flaws. Um, they are young at receiver. They are exceedingly experienced defensively. They have maybe five or six three-year starters on that defense. So I'm not surprised they have put up some really good defensive numbers the first couple of weeks. Warren Central is one of those teams that's behind the eight ball in terms of the wrong combination. They have a very young football team. They are playing a lot of sophomores and juniors this year. At one point, they had 40 players in quarantine. Through some creative, flexible scheduling and just some bounces kind of going Center Grove's way, not that they need that this year, um, Center Grove was able to literally flip their opponents. So they were supposed to play Decatur Central in week two. D.C. was supposed to play New Pal. Warren backed out. New Pal backed out. Center Grove and Decatur Central said, hey, let's play in week one, and we'll work on finding somebody to play in week two. Well, by the time week two rolled around, Warren Central said, hey, we can play. Center Grove said, we're open. Let's play on week number two. So they just simply flipped their schedule. Well, Warren Central had 64 yards of offense against Center Grove, the best team in the state, and by my estimation, it's not close. Uh, the next week, Warren Central started to move the ball a little bit, but still never found the end zone. Had one missed field goal attempt, really the only scoring opportunity they had on, on Friday night. This is a Warren Central team, but I think by the end of the year, they'll be pretty good. I think next year, the year will be really good because they're playing so many sophomores and juniors. And defensively, they're solid. I mean, they've, they've allowed a total of 30 points in two games. 
My guess is the 20 points that Center Grove scored against Warren might be the fewest points that they score all year. Maybe when they play Cathedral in week nine, it might be a similar number because Cathedral's that good this year too. Warren is good on defense. Offensively, it's going to be a struggle. They actually made a switch at quarterback in the fourth quarter, moved a kid, Michael Clark, who's a two-sport athlete at Warren, basketball and football kid, moved him from tight end to quarterback, and he threw the ball 40 yards down the field with ease. It wouldn't surprise me if he's their starting quarterback coming up for Warren's game this week. But we got a unique situation where Senator Grove is clearly the best team. But the other usual power brokers in Ben Davis, Carmel, and Warren all appear to be a bit down this year. So it's 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 a unique year in the best league in the state and one of the best leagues in the country. You know, I text you uh, saying Senator uh, Grove must be real. And yeah. that's what's uh, pretty neat about uh, down there with the programs watching Brownsburg on TV against St. X uh, recently. So it's it's pretty cool to be able to see kids like this and athletes uh, play like you're seeing with uh, Center Grove. Our podcast is presented by Lawrence Technological University, located in Southfield, Michigan. They offer 27 teams across 22 sports. Track and field, even men's volleyball are some of the newest offerings. There's nothing quite like being a college athlete. If you've dreamed about it, check this out. Head on over to ltuathletics.com, click the Be Recruited tab on the homepage, fill out the questionnaire for your sport, and the incredible coaching staff will get it. You can recruit yourself. You can even intern with the State Champ Sports Network team while you're living the dream and getting one of the best educations out there. Your journey begins at ltuathletics.com. All right, one more team I wanted to reference from week number three. And it's the second week in a row they played a school much bigger than them, and someone that's not really close to them would be Pioneer. On the heels of beating uh, a 6A school in Chesterton, they took on a 4A program that, again, has had some pretty good success over the last few years in New Haven. This time Pioneer got beat 32-28. But, Bob, I love the fact that Pioneer has been able to find teams to play They've not been afraid of playing up several classes that those schools have not been afraid to go to pioneer and play. And this is going to make Adam Barry's team even better come postseason time. I, I could not agree with you more. A, as you just alluded to teams willing to go to Royal center, Indiana uh, to take on pioneer and B pioneers willingness to take on those uh, six and four, eight teams and be successful. Uh, did they lose? Yes, they did. But they held the lead, and uh, it just happened late in the game that they lost the game. And uh, this is a team, come tournament time, I know we're going to talk about it here in a minute, but uh, I think it's going to cause some issues for people. All right, so again, Pioneer falls to 2-1, and one, and they are not ranked number one in Class 2A, but given how they have fared against 4A and 6A schools and knowing their pedigree, uh, as a football program, having won a pair of 1A state championships before they made the jump to a last year, I've got them as one of my favorites in two-way, but maybe not as clear-cut as some others. And that's the next topic, Bob, that I wanted to get to is the fact that we are now one-third of the way through the regular yeah. season. And in several classes, I can point to a team that I think is a clear-cut favorite. So here we go. Okay. In, in 6A – Center Grove, they got every first place vote in the AP poll this week. In 5A Cathedral, they got every 
First place vote in the AP this week. Now, again, I think five days deep. And, Bob, I'm going to give you plenty of time to give me your thoughts as to agreeing with me or not. In 3A, Chatard, who was laps ahead of a talented 3A field last year. In 2A, Pioneer did not get a first-place vote, but I would still put them as my favorite in 2A, maybe not as clear-cut as, say, 3, 5, and 6. And, yes, I know that Central Catholic beat Lutheran, in the yeah. 1A championship game last year, but I still have Lutheran as my favorite in 1A. 4A is the one that I think is more wide open. Mooresville is number one right now, but between Mooresville, Mount Vernon, East Noble, Hobart, uh, even though Ron Colley got beat by Chittard last week, I put Ron Colley in that mix. 4A, for whatever reason, has become kind of the more wide open division over the course of the last few years. So I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing. It is what it is that three weeks in, I can, I can give you to, in my estimation, a clear cut favorite in five of the six classes. Baz, your thoughts on that? Well, I'm not going to disagree with you on six. A. I I do get some feeling out of the Northern pals of mine. Uh, they're really pushing hard for Elkhart, a team that we don't think about too much. The six, a team because they've combined took that short road trip down to Columbus and come away with a big, big win down at East. But uh, I'm going to have to agree with this. Center Grove in 6A is, is a beast. I don't see anybody uh, really uh, being able to get on the field and compete with them. And when you sit there and you also uh, are going to look at 5A, I think Cathedral is head and shoulders above anybody. 3A, I agree with Chittard. Now, 4A, wow. I'm going to look at this bad boy and say, you know, Mount Vernon's not going to be too bad as we go down the road, but a team that I think may sneak up on people, you brought up East Noble, team that I would be concerned about only because of the schedule they play is Hobart. Yeah. It's always like uh, uh, the Brickies, and it, tradition is rich there. So my outside, outside dog on that one is, is going to be Hobart. In 2A, hello. I mean, you look at Eastbrook, you look at Andran, but a team that scares me if I'm playing is Heritage Christian. Once again, great tradition there coming out of 2A. And in 1A, hello again. It's for me, I know you talked about uh, Lafayette Central Catholic and Lutheran, but I still have to go back to Central Catholic. And, and I'm looking pretty much from the Northern perspective, but one team you cannot count out, even though Southwood's 3-0, one team you're not going to be able to count out that concerns me the way they play defense is South Adams. Those yep. are my picks early. When we did when we did this little fall, you know, you've got Southwood, South Adams, Adams Central. They're all kind of the same pocket or area um, that 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 is a really talented area of one A. I thought that Central Catholic made the semi-state last year, but that one of those teams of Adams Central, Southwood, South Adams would knock them off, and it didn't happen. Then when CC got to Lutheran, like hey. Lutheran's going to get them. And again, it's, it's rare you would uh, say not have CC being the favorite, but I thought Lutheran actually had played the tougher schedule, that they're actually part of both those two schools are parts of great kind of 2A, 3A conferences, uh -huh. both Central Catholic and the Hoosier Conference, Lutheran being in the Indiana Crossroads Conference, but CC kind of showed out on the bigger stage. I know last year CC had a lot of seniors. And so that's why I, I, I maybe dialed them back a little bit. But also, Bob, I think it is the fact that Central Catholic has only played one time. You know, Lutheran has been getting impressive wins over Beach Grove and last week over a good two-way program in Triton Central. 
And because CC's played just once, maybe that's why they're not exactly in the forefront of my mind. Would it surprise me if CC and Lutheran are playing again in the 1A state championship game? <laughs> no, it would not if, if we have a, have a repeat game. So to me, I would almost go Center Grove in 6A as my heaviest favorite right now. Right. Chittard in 3A would probably be next. I'd probably put Cathedral then in 5A. And then you kind of get to 1A and 2 where we do think it's a bit more open. You mentioned Hobart being in 4A. Don't forget, folks. They were a player two away from being in the 4A state championship game last year. And it was it was a late decision that East Noble got over Hobart in the semi-state right. to make it to Lucas Oil Stadium. With that, um, one other nerd note from me, congratulations to the Mount Vernons, both of Fortville and of Posey. They are both undefeated through three weeks of the season. Mount Vernon of, of Fortville has a huge game. They play host to New Pal this week. New Pal has a lengthy, not just conference, but regular season unbeaten streak going into that contest. This may be as close as New Pal has been challenged. I wouldn't say in the regular season, but by a conference foe in a long time, those are two good teams. I reference Chittard and Cathedral. They play each other at Chittard coming up on Friday night. With that, Baz, who you got this week? Well, we got uh, Wabash and Prue. Prue's undefeated. They're coming to Alumni Field on the campus of Wabash High School as they have completely renovated the stadium. It's going to, They couldn't play there last week. They had to go on the road to Manchester because the field wasn't ready. But this is going to be a slobber knocker in every sense of the word. A lot of speed coming in here with the 3-0 Prue Tigers who haven't been that way forever, setting up there at the top of the conference. Uh, with Southwood undefeated. So this is going to be a lot of fun, a lot of speed. Last thing I want to say, if I can, real quick, Greg, Please. our thoughts and prayers going out to former, uh, well, current athletic director and former athletic director and head baseball coach of Northfield High School, Coach Tony Ugin, is laying in the hospital at Ball Hospital uh, with COVID. And our thoughts mm -hmm. and prayers are definitely with him as he continues to fight. Uh, he posts every day on Facebook, and I just want Coach to know everybody's thinking of him. By, by the way, when you talk about field renovations, does that include brand new turf as well? It does. New new turf, new scoreboard, uh, animated scoreboard, new bleachers for the visitors. They actually moved the field 10 yards to the west. New <laughs> lights. Uh, this bad boy is going to sparkle. I tell people I have officiated under these types of lights. Put some sunscreen on or some suntan lotion. It's going to be bright. Now, this is at the home of the Apaches, correct? It is, at Alumni Field, it is. There's no reference of Crystal Gale in the stadium name whatsoever? None whatsoever at this time, but you know things are always, always subject to change. Will Sugar Hill Gang show up and perform Apache at any point in time to dedicate the new stadium? Probably not going to happen this week. Okay, next week. We'll work on that for week number there five. Go. Okay, got it. Uh, my game on Friday night. I'll get to see North Central. We talked about, obviously, earlier in the program. They are 3-0. and uh, They had a share of the MIC championship for the first time last year. They will take on Lawrence North. Lawrence North has not won a football sectional in 30 years, since 1990. Uh, they have been slowly getting better under head coach Pat Mallory. Um, this is the idea that this they may be finally get over that 500 hump which they haven't been in over a decade. They also have a Mr. Football candidate oh. in Donovan McCauley. Uh, they, he, he is, I think he's IU bound at this point. I think he is verbal. can obviously sign as soon as December. Uh, we had him a couple of times last year. 
He makes tough throws look easy. They put up big numbers against both Avon and Marion. They had their big rivalry game last week against, against LC. I think LN's the better team because that was a rivalry game. It was probably closer on the scoreboard than maybe it was from a talent perspective. 3-0 and versus 3-0. and uh, As Bob and I record this, the updated AP polls came out today. Uh, LN is number three. North Central is tied for number four in 6A. And whoever wins this game, well, they set themselves up for that battle with Center Grove to potentially have a, uh, have a share or, or, or a, a stake, if you will, in, in the mixed championship race. So that's the game that I'll have uh, on ISC and my MDTV Friday night, 707 from Ed Martin Field at Lawrence North High School. Any more closing thoughts, my friend? No, we got some great games coming up down the road, as you know. Uh, a big, I think, first week of October going to set the stage for conference championships all over the great state of Indiana. So have a great broadcast on Friday night. Baz, you do the same. We will do this again next week. Thanks to Wes Wolf behind the scenes. Thanks to our friends at Lawrence Technological University, our presenting sponsor. You've been listening to the State Champs Indiana Extra Point Podcast.